Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 21 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue talking about personal finance topics with you and just continue to grow forward in our knowledge of all things finance and to allow ourselves to be financially free and to, to learn how to build good financial habits that will benefit us over the long term. Today, we are going to talk about the third part of kind of a, a, a series of videos that I began last week on how much we should be investing and what impacts the amount of money you should be investing. And today we're going to talk about time and how time is so important to our investing journey. So we're really going to dig into that and, and allow ourselves to understand how time impacts investing and how the earlier you start, the better. Before we get started, I just want to remind you guys that uh, this YouTube channel, we really thrive on, on you guys subscribing to us. So, so go down below and click the subscribe button, like this video, uh, leave any comments that, that you would like to leave uh, down below. Uh, also, if you're listening to this on the podcast on uh, Apple or Spotify, uh, please subscribe to the, the podcast, and if you want to go listen there, uh, you can. Just make sure that, that you subscribe, and that can be found. It's just Money's No Object with Dylan Howell, and you can find it all there. Also, follow us on social media, at MNO with Dylan, and uh, you can find the, the content that we put out daily and, and a lot of good stuff that I put out there, a lot of tips and, and uh, little pieces and, and nuggets of information and also, you can check out the website, www.mnowithdylan.com, to learn a little bit more about uh, what I do and the, the financial coaching services uh, that I offer and that you may be interested in partaking in and, and working one-on-one -on -one with me. So I said a moment ago that we're going to talk about time today and how time can be your friend when you're investing. And so I just want to start by saying in your 20s and 30s, Man, you have time on your side. Time is your friend if you're in your 20s or 30s and you're investing for retirement or uh, just for the future, for your children's college, for, for anything. If you're, if you're investing in your 20s and 30s, statistically, you have time. And, and that's going to work in your advantage because the amount of money that we put into our investments, I've stressed this before, putting money in is so distinctly important. But the more time that you have, the more that your investment accounts or uh, the amount of real estate you have or whatever it may be is going to be made up of the growth of what you've been investing in and the, the income that's come off of those investments and, and been reinvested into those things. That's going to make up more of your investments the more time you have than your contributions will because your investment accounts are, are basically made up of, of two things. They're made up of contributions, so that's money that you put in, and then they're made up of growth. So just because, and, and I've talked about this before, you can, you, know, you can get to millionaire status having just invested a total of you know, tens of thousands of dollars or maybe pushing $100,000, and we'll kind of get into some of those examples, but the, the contributions, if you have the time or not what's going to get you there. It's going to be the growth. And so starting early is so important. And, and so let's dig into that just a little bit. So I stated that in order to get to a million dollars of net worth, that an individual may have to uh, invest a little more or a little less based on time. So let's look at this example together. Here I have a 25-year-old who needs to invest for retirement. And I have uh, a 40-year-old who needs to invest for retirement. And 
given a, a couple of assumptions I, I make that, that remain static for the both of them, uh, if they both want to reach a million dollars by age 60, so that's a 35-year period for the 25-year-old, and that's a 20-year period for the 40-year-old, if they want to do that, the 25-year-old only has to invest $264 a month, whereas the 40-year-old has to invest $1,317 per month in order to get there. That is such a huge difference. That's over a $1,000 a month difference. And if you're systematically investing and you can start early, that just shows $264 is not that much in the grand scheme of things. Let's just think back a little bit about a statement I've made previously about car payments. The average car payment in America is $500 per month. That $264 is not anywhere near $500 a month. So if you can afford to, to try to make this expensive car payment and, and you can afford to go into debt and pay off, you know, pay off all the debt that you have and, and you get to a place where you're investing, then this amount is not a, a huge amount. You should be able to do this pretty easily given average income. And especially if you have a job in, in your early 20s or, or maybe into your 30s that you think you don't have a lot of room for advancement or maybe it just turns out that you you don't advance much in, in a corporation over the course of your lifetime, then it's even more important to begin sooner because you you know your income is going to remain fairly static and so you can't you can't rely on increases in income to get you to where you need to be. You're going to have to rely on uh, time and growth to get you where you want to be, not contributions. Because th that's what you would be saying if you said, we're going to rely on increases in income. You'd be saying, well, more contributions will get me there. Well, that's not necessarily true. What's going to get you there is the growth if you're going to remain relatively static in, in your salary. And so starting early is just so, so important. It makes sense to me why an individual nearing retirement might be very cautious and why an individual nearing retirement might pull some of their in investments and, and as much as that's not a, a logical thing to do and, and the, the numbers and the stats don't match the reasoning, I understand the emotion uh, behind doing that. But if, if you're younger, you can ride those things out with very little worry because of long-term trends. And so bouncing back from things falling off the table is not that difficult because you know that you're not going to need that money for a while or you know that uh, things come back in the long term and that you can allow yourself for uh, the long-term growth necessary to get to where you need to be. And that also allows you to, to take a little more risk and to, and to push the envelope a little more with the things that you are investing in and the amount that you're investing in those things. With time, what you're able to do is you're able to look at the crashes and, and see when uh, values fall and you can actually add with a lot of confidence at those times and really uh, increase your, your investment in those times when uh, everybody else is, is running for the hills or, or older individuals are maybe you know, really, really cautious or, or really, really scared of what may happen next. You can systematically add to the amount of money that you have invested in order to increase the, the value of your investments long-term and get that increased growth that, that I was talking about a moment ago. And I brought up risk a second ago. Well, time allows for some mistakes. So if you were to take some of your money and invest it in, a, in an individual stock that 
you ended up losing a, a substantial amount of what you invested. Well, if, if you're really young, you can bounce back from that thing. But we've also seen time and time again, individuals who get given company stock in, in whatever company that they're working for, and they just hold that long term and uh, they, that stock falls and they lose a large percentage of their net worth because they were taking too much risk later in their investing life. And so uh, mistakes happen and it's okay to make mistakes, but it's really okay to make mistakes if it's early and if you have time. And so being able to, to make decisions that uh, could really pay off and could really do you a lot of good uh, are gonna, gonna pay off, but, but let's just make sure that we are investing and not speculating. And we've talked about that previously when we talked about what is investing. We, we want to make sure that, that we have that idea of promise safety and uh, adequate returns that, that make an investment what it is and not just focusing on price and price movements uh, when somebody may be speculating. Time may also give you the incentive to keep more of your money in risk on assets, meaning uh, things like stocks and mutual funds and you know s small cap stocks and, and things that, that maybe have a little more uh, volatility or a little more variability than fixed income investments or, or things like that. So time is going to give you the ability to stick in those things and, and be able to watch them grow long term instead of working towards a, a differing and, and more, more conservative asset allocation too early and, and not being able to see that growth of your accounts that you should see over the long term. And so as much as time can be your friend, time can also be your enemy. And so I want to look at an example of an individual in their 40s. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're in your 40s, you still have some time before retirement and you can make the push and, and get there. But it's going to be more difficult if you haven't done any saving or investing uh, on the front end to get to where you need to be long term. In such a case as this where you have less time, uh, then what's going to end up happening is your accounts are going to be more indicative of the contributions that you make and not the growth of those contributions and not the growth of the investments because your money doesn't have as much time to compound and have as much time to increase in value as it, it would if you were beginning earlier. And so that that's fine, but you have to know that you're going to be giving up a lot in contributions just to get to the same place as somebody who began earlier and they can contribute a lot less and get to where you uh, are shooting for. So let's look at this example. Now, if you want to retire with a, a fair amount of money and you want to retire very comfortably, uh, I just picked a number and I said, let's say that $3 million would sustain somebody all the way through retirement. You go, $3 million, that's a lot of money. You're right. That is a, a really good uh, retirement nest egg to have. Uh, but over time, that, that's going to be worth less and less. So shooting for $3 million uh, may be just a, a, a baseline at this point. So uh, let's look at two individuals shooting to reach $3 million by the time they retire. One of them is 28 years old and the other one is 43 years old and they're shooting to retire at age 65, okay? And so you have these two individuals. Uh, one of them has 37 years until they retire. It's a 28-year-old. And the other one only has 22 years until they retire, and that's a 43-year-old. 
And so given the investment assumptions that I, I make for them and, and the assumptions remain static for the both of them, they, the 28-year-old must invest $644 a month in order to get to that $3 million value. But the 43-year-old has to invest $3,148 a month in order to get there. That's like a $2,500 difference. That is huge. And so how can you, how does that understate the fact that time matters and time is so important in allowing your investments to grow? Because first of all, how many people can afford over $3,000 a month to invest? Not many. And if you can, then you probably should have been investing previously because you've obviously got some kind of great income or, or something like that. But $644 a month, though that sounds like a lot, we've talked about previously where if you take the example of uh, the 15% of income rule that I've talked about and you apply that to an individual making $50,000 a year, that's $625 a month. If you can do that six twenty-five dollars and making $50,000 a year, then 644 is just a, a little notch up from that. And that will get a 28-year-old individual with the assumptions that I made to uh, the $3 million mark. And so that's huge. So being able to start earlier is so big and it just tells you how working this plan and getting out of debt quickly, because I've talked about that. You have to get out of debt quickly and you have to build your emergency fund quickly. Why? That way we can get to this point where we can start pouring onto the investments quickly and, and pouring onto the investments early. That way we have a lot of growth and our contributions are able to work for us and not just be the amount that's sitting in the account. And when time is your enemy, crashes really hurt. So if you have a shorter time period to retirement, then anytime that the, the market falls a long way or, or crashes, then, then that really hurts because like I said a moment ago, the majority of your investment account is going to be contributions, not growth. Well, that means that your contributions are moving backwards. Whereas an individual who, who is younger and has allowed their money to grow over time, their account value is going to be more indicative of growth. And so they're going to see their growth decline, but uh, they're not necessarily going to dig into the, the principle that they've been putting in if they've been doing so for a reasonable amount of time. And so those crashes really hurt. And what that can lead you to do is it can lead you to uh, de-risking your portfolio, which is, is far more necessary if you start later. It, you may need to take some risk off of the table in order to get you to where you want to be long term. And that can impact the amount of money that you end up with because what's going to end up happening if you're, if you're taking risk off, then you're likely taking off some, some return as well. Well, lower returns is going to lead you to a lower account value in the long term. So it, it's, a, it's a really important thing that, that we look at this objectively and we say you have to start earlier. And, and if, you, if you can even just start small, starting earlier is so important because any money that we can have growing for us early on can, can be pretty substantial. And so there, there's these money multipliers that uh, I'll share with you later that if you put in $1 at a certain age, it turns into X dollars uh, by the time you retire. And so when you start looking at those numbers, it just gets crazy and it tells you you have to start early. You have to push to get to where you need to be earlier instead of later. And you also have little time for mistakes if you've started later. If you started later, you can't 
be putting your money in, in things that aren't going to go up in value or things that you may mess around with and, and really tank the value of your, your contributions and the value of your accounts. So you really have to be working towards smart investing and trying to grow your money in, in a way that will allow you to grow it, but a way that will allow you to have money when you're ready to retire as well. So time is not the only thing that you need to take into account, but it is one of the biggest. Because we, we've talked about previously, so we talked about in the, the last video on, on Friday that you, knowing your retirement number is very, very important. And knowing the, the point at which you want to go is, is very, very important. That way you can make a plan to get there. But if you don't have time to get to that point, then it's going to be a problem. And we also know that you must do your research on your investments and you must understand the types of accounts that you're putting money into. Because if you don't do these things, then how can you expect to make good decisions and allow your money to grow in a prudent way and in the way that you need it to grow long term? If you don't understand, okay, the, the tax advantages of accounts or the expected growth of certain mutual funds or ETFs or, or whatever you're investing in or, or how these things work and if you don't understand and if you don't have the, the knowledge base, first of all, doing it is going to be scarier. And then second of all, you're, you're more likely to make mistakes. And especially if you're starting a little later, making mistakes is really, really going to be tough. So I, I don't want you to make the mistakes. So you have to do your homework. You have to know what you're putting your money into and, and understand what that means for you long term and how it is a part of your financial plan. And then also, what do we know? We know we have to budget our contributions. We have to lay out in the budget that we create monthly the amount of money that we're going to put into our accounts. And the reason that this is so important is that if you don't have that plan and you don't have it written out and you don't have it coming out of your income on that budget, then you're far less likely to do it, first of all. And second of all, it's not going to allow you to build a habit of investing in a systematic monthly or bi-weekly or whatever way. People who don't budget their investments may end up in two different buckets. They may invest themselves into poverty, so invest themselves so much that they don't have liquid cash to do things with, or they may talk themselves out of investing, and, and most people end up doing this thing. They talk themselves out of investing because they think that they can put their money elsewhere. And so that's just inefficient budgeting and it goes back to why budgeting is so vital and that's why that's the first part of the financial action plan that I laid laid out for you previously. So what's the point that I'm trying to make? The point that I'm trying to make is that young people, you have to invest. You must do it. I know your income is not very high right now. You're not in peak earning years. I get it. But something now is way better than nothing now. And something now is going to set you up to a place where you can allow yourself to grow the, the money that you have now and be in a better position than somebody making more money than you who starts later. I, I've done a social media post before uh, about individuals who one just invests for 10 years and then just uh, stops and allows their money to grow for the next 30 and the other invests nothing for 10 years and then invests way more for the next 30 and the person who only invested for 10 years, they had more money. Why? Because they started earlier. And, and that's important. That's, that's why 
I'm, I'm stressing this because starting early will get you to where you want to get in a much easier way. And young people, I also understand that you may be in a tough financial place or things may be really tight. You, you may have your house or your apartment to pay for. You ha may have kids. You may have debt that you need to get cleaned up before you can get to this place. Regardless of, of all of those things, uh, you need to work the financial plan to get to this point and get here quickly. Because if, if you don't, then you're going to look back later and regret it. And you can ask individuals, and, and I think that's an important thing. Talk to individuals who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s about the money they've saved for retirement and what they wish they had done better. And in a lot of cases, you hear, I wish I would have started earlier. Or they do very, very well, and they say, it's because I started early. And whatever you do, let's just make sure, invest something. Find a way. Do, do something to invest when you're at that point in the financial action plan. I know I talk about at least 15%, and you should be able to do at least 15%, but if you're not comfortable, I, I get it. But let me just tell you this one thing that, that may really change the way that you feel about investing long-term. If you start investing at age 20, now I know individuals may still be in school at 20, that's of, of no consequence here. I'm just saying... Uh, you start at 20 and you end at 60, you can do any 40-year period. So let's say you start at 23 and you end at 63, whatever, a 40-year period, right? And you begin investing and you want to be a millionaire. You want to get to a million dollars in your investments. Well, given long-term rates of return in the market, if those persisted into the future, then you only have to invest $158 a month. $158. If you're out of debt and you make a reasonable income, $158 a month is absolutely nothing. You can do that. And that will get you to where you want to go over a 40-year period. I know that's long-term. I know that's hard to think about, but it will get you to where you want to be. So you you see it. You, you understand that that's how you do it. That's a small amount. That's not going to kill you and it can get you to a place where maybe you never thought you could get. And for this very reason, in the financial action plan, I talk about investing in the match before we get out of debt. And the reason that I'm talking about doing that is that if you're investing up to a match with any kind of decent income, it over the course of a month, you should have over $158 going into a retirement account. And that will get you to the millionaire status. And so that's why I set these things up the way that I do, because if you are getting that match and you're, you're doing these things in order, it's going to lead you home. It's going to lead you to a place of financial freedom and financial success. And I just want to stress, I, I know it's hard to think about. And I know that there are things pressing you today that feel much more important and that look much more important and that seem to be the things that need your attention. And I, I get it. I'm, I'm 25 years old. I'm, I'm right there with you that I, I see things in my life daily that I feel like if I were to spend money on this thing or to, or to decide to, to do this or buy this, that maybe that could be better for, for me and my wife. And, but to forego investing in order to purchase things or to forego investing in order to um, do something frivolous is just going to hurt you. 
it's not going to pay long-term dividends, literally and figuratively. It's not going to pay dividends in the long term. So I, I just implore you, start, begin, do the plan, get to the point where you're at least investing up to the match. When you get to that point where you're out of debt, invest with passion, go hard, know the things that you're investing in and, and really, really push and allow time to be your friend. Don't let time become your enemy because when, when the clock's ticking, and it's always ticking, but when the clock's ticking and you look up and, and you're in your mid-40s and some of you may be in your mid-40s and have nothing saved for retirement, guess what? You have more time than somebody who's in their 50s. But when you get to that point, when somebody gets to that point where they are you know, really going headlong into the, the second half of their working life, things have to change. Things, things have to be different. And we don't want to have to make life changes later. We want to be able to set ourselves up well today. That way we don't have to worry about it later on down the road. So in our, if you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, get after it. If you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you don't have, you're going to have to work really hard to, to get to a point where, where you can be uh, really financially free and, and really uh, have all the, the resources that you need for retirement. But it can be done. It's just going to require you to uh, change. You, you have to change. You have to change your mindset. You have to change what you think you're, you're able to do. And you have to change what you're willing to do. And, and all those things can be done. And I, I want to encourage you all that you every single one of you listening to this can get there. But don't allow time to become your enemy because the moment that it becomes your enemy, uh, you have to work harder. Let it be your friend and it'll guide you along in a, in a very easy flowing way. The truth of the matter is, if you start early, it's not that hard to be a millionaire. And I, I know there's a stigma and I know there's this thought process of, you know, only people who, you know, get a head start in life can be a millionaire. And only people who, um, you know, work these really high paying jobs can become a millionaire. Well, Chris Hogan's book, Everyday Millionaires, talks about the three occupations that are most likely to be a millionaire in America today. And what are those? Those are engineers, teachers, and accountants. These are extremely common jobs. Now, I know engineers make a fair amount of money. Accountants can make a fair amount of money. But teachers is, one, is the one that really throws me off because teachers aren't overly paid. And so it, that just tells you that you can work normal jobs and still get to where you want to get to. So believe you can. I'm telling you you can. I want to motivate you to, to take those steps and, and just take the first step, invest something, do something. And, and you can be a millionaire and you can live your dreams financially. So hey guys, I just want to say thank you again for, for watching this episode of Money's No Object. Um, you Once again, you can find us on social media at MNO with Dylan if you want to Follow me there. That, that'd be awesome. If you want to check out the website and maybe you want to work face-to-face -face with me doing some financial coaching work and, and I can really walk you through our financial plan, that'd be awesome. Uh, check, check out the website, www.mnowithdylan.com, and, and you can go you know backslash work with Dylan, and that'll take you directly to uh, the financial coaching site. So you can check all that out. If you're listening on the podcast, I really appreciate you on you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. I appreciate that. Be sure to subscribe if you want to go listen there. Uh, feel free, and you can get the, the audio version of this show there. 
and you can go and, and subscribe and, and get all of the information that you're, you're getting here, but, but maybe you know, you'll listen to it on your way to work or whatever it may be. So tune in tomorrow as I begin talking about some investment principles that you need to take heed of and, and understand in order to move forward with your investing life. And I'm going to begin with the eighth wonder of the world. They call it compound interest. And so that'll be a, a really good video for you to tune into tomorrow. Also be looking out for the weekly rewinds that I put out on Saturdays that cover the broad topics and you can go watch those and really see any things that you missed and, and whether you want to go back and, and watch some of the videos uh, again or go back and watch things that you missed. Uh, those come out every Saturday at 6 a.m. as well. So, hey guys, thanks again. I really appreciate you watching this episode of Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.